0: Hello, I'm Sydney Bell, and I invite you to join me in a quest to uncover what it means to live an embodied life. Living embodied, reclaiming our body as safe, sacred, and sovereign space is where we come together and work to understand more deeply the role our body plays in our mental, physical, and spiritual well-being through conversations, reflections, and exercises. In this podcast, we will explore what it means to feel at home in our body and experience life from the inside out. I am joining you from Penticton, British Columbia, where I make my home in the Okanagan Valley, the traditional and unceded territory of the Okanagan Silix people. I'm a social worker, And psychotherapist with a passion for working with people healing from body shame and coming into relationships of peace trust and respect with their bodies I work and live my life from a health at every size or weight neutral perspective which means among other things that this podcast is a diet talk and body shaming free zone For more information about me and my practice, including health at every size, you'll find links in the episode description. In today's episode, we are talking with my sister of the soul and friend, Kelly Wu. Kelly describes herself as a graphic designer, casual artist, and community builder. She is all of those things, and I believe a wise woman. Kelly also describes herself as an avid student of life and once you meet her you will agree. She believes learning and growth is all about sinking your teeth in and diving deep into life's experiences. I invited Kelly to talk with me about the role she thinks balance plays in living an embodied life. She has some amazing insights to offer, so get comfy, settle in. And let's meet Kelly. Hello, I'm really delighted to welcome my guest uh, here with me. Uh, I want to say hello to Kelly Wu, who's joining me for uh, a discussion this afternoon. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Sydney.
1: Hi, it's so great to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm so delighted to be able to chat with you. Hmm.
0: I I just I'm so thrilled that you were able to take some time to come and talk. Um, I I've known you for many years, and um, I just I've always experienced you as somebody who um, is uh, has great awareness around mind body connection and. I, I see you as somebody who's definitely uh, living an embodied life. So I really appreciate that you've taken some time to come and uh, have a conversation together.
1: Thank you. That's really sweet.
0: Uh, so let's start with, um, uh, let's no, hear a little bit about you.
1: Um, have, uh, have you introduced yourself to us? Sure. Sure. I definitely do that. So, um... I'm a web and graphic designer, uh, and mm-hmm. I guess I would call myself a casual artist, living in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, um, with my husband and my three young sons. Um, more recently, I would I would say that I've come to acknowledge and embrace the fact that um, I'm a community builder. Ah. It's been something that I've been doing um, since I was young. Mm-hmm. Um, having been involved in my local community for many years, um, facilitating various uh, spiritual workshops, um, different interest groups, uh, women's circles. So I think in the past uh, year or so I've really come to identify that um, that interest and passion of mine and, and come to accept and embrace that about myself. So I've been a practicing pagan and an all-round, witchy crafty person for the better part of about 25 years right um my interests have included goddess spirituality Mm earth-based spirituality um core shamanic practices yoga um things like ecstatic dance uh um celtic spiritual traditions I've mm. been kind of all over the place, really, with my <laughs> studies Doing a and my interests. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like to think of myself as an avid student of life. I'm just curious mm-hmm. about a lot of things, and I kind of want want to learn about different perspectives and and and, and views, and, and kind of not only just learn about them, but kind of experience them and kind of see for myself. And kind of, mm. yeah.
0: That's the really, I guess, I, you know, from how I know you and we've connected through different, um, you know, women's gatherings and Mm. experience in, um, you know, women's spirituality and just doing a lot of work together. And I think that, um, that's what I, I think I've really noticed and appreciated about you, that insatiable, insatiable curiosity that you have and that diving right into that, experiential mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. way of learning. And I think that's why, you know, as I've been doing this, uh, this podcast on exploring how we, you know, can nurture living an embodied life. Um, I, I think, you know, having a conversation with you feels like a really, a really good fit. Mm-hmm. So, So let's talk about that. Uh, sure. a little bit more um in terms of this idea of of embodiment and um you know I've talked about it in different writings as you know that mind body connection mm. or how we're at, at home you know how- how we feel at home in our body and mm. and open ourselves to to accessing the wisdom of the body mm. and i I'm curious about you know how how do you um h- how do you experience or think of or uh, yeah in embodiment what's your understanding
1: my understanding of embodiment so yeah. i think um in the past like i guess my my idea or my understanding of embodiment is really about just you know, just giving form to something, you know, it's, it's a physical or tangible representation of, of something like an idea Mm -hmm. quality. Mm -hmm. So for example, if I were to say like, um, my mother is the embodiment of unconditional love and strength, you know, that everything she is, everything that she does is a reflection of that. Right. Mm. But I think, um, these days, and especially what you're talking about this mind body connection, Mm -hmm. uh, referring to embodiment is, um, relating to ourselves, Um, it's about the ways in which we become more rooted and present more um, conscious and sensitive to the full experience of being within ourselves within our bodies within our lives and Mm -hmm. so it was interesting when you're talking about experience because it's true I didn't really think about it that way of all these things that that I want to be learning but personally I've been diving right in Wanting to experience it, I think that might be the embodiment piece. So, wanting to not only learn about something but to embody it, you know, or feel it within myself.
0: Mm-hmm. That experiential knowledge, mm, yes, um, and experiential growth, I think take can take us just in some ways so much deeper and further into into integrating on a deep level what it is we're hoping to learn and experience. Mm-hmm.
1: For sure, because there's you know there's some things that we can learn intellectually, right, and have an mm-hmm. intellectual understanding of of something, but mm-hmm. um, that might be completely different, um, or it might be our perspective on on it might shift as we feel it in in, in our bodies. Right, right.
0: I love that expression, you know. Like knowing something in your bones or feeling mm. it in in your bones, yes, um, to me, feels very evocative of of embodiment and, mm-hmm. and living an an embodied life. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so uh, well, what what why? Like, I mean, I think we're probably getting a sense of why as we're talking about it. But if if we think about well being or what role embodiment plays in our life I was curious what what you saw in terms of the role that living an embodied life um, plays in our general day-to-day well-being do you have Mm -hmm. any thoughts on
1: that Mm -hmm. so I think living an embodied life really requires a certain degree of self-awareness, right? Because if we're talking about trying to live more fully in the present, trying Mm -hmm. to feel more fully in our bodies in the moment, trying to really feel into ourselves. Um, So if, if we're not feeling that, if we're not, if we're feeling a disconnect, if our focus is being pulled away for whatever reason and contributes to feeling, to us feeling more stressed or feeling, you know ill at ease within ourselves then it's really Mm -hmm. that self-awareness piece this mindfulness that really um i feel that comes from from embodiment and if we develop this self-awareness piece this mindfulness it helps us become more conscious of of those shifts of those possible um, causes of stress um and helps us then make those informed choices to to change or or to, to try to make to try to you know i guess enact some change
0: that that makes sense um, it helps us to see ourselves more more clearly mm-hmm. um, And um, that that sort of non-judgmental mindful awareness that that you're talking mm-hmm. about, I think helps us to be willing to see ourselves clearly because we feel safer even acknowledging the parts of ourselves that maybe aren't our best selves.
1: mm-hmm. And I think you know you're right about it. it's 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 about that non non judgment piece too that self compassion right. piece right. because you know it, it could be difficult to to um, accept certain things about ourselves or to see certain things about ourselves but if we can do it in a way that is is just acknowledging it knowing it, seeing it's there um, mm-hmm. coming to a place of understanding around it um, you know then we can we can work with it better it's it's harder to. Um, work on on shifting things if we're if we're also feeling shame or if we're also feeling right. guilt around around it you know
0: right and then so that the sense of being able to settle into ourselves be rooted into mm-hmm. our, our our bodies and our physical being so it seems like that supports that non-judgmental
1: mm-hmm. a- awareness mm-hmm. right? just you know acknowledging where wherever we are at in the moment without judgment you know what whether it be joyful or stressed or um feeling nothing just being able to be aware of that at least it's a place that you can you can work from Mm -hmm. with that knowledge Mm -hmm.
0: i often talk with you know folks i'm working with around developing that compassionate mindset Mm. and it's really about having a a soft place to land within ourselves Mm. and um it feels like, um, you know, being more rooted in our physical selves or living an embodied life can, you know, help support that soft mm-hmm. place to land so that we can do the work that needs to be done, even mm-hmm. if it's challenging work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So it plays, I think it plays a significant role in absolutely. In, in, in our well-being, which is, I guess, why I dedicate a lot of time in, you know, thinking about it and talking mm-hmm. about it and 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 looking to create spaces where we're opening ourselves up to the idea of, um, you know, what an embodied life might mean to us. Mm-hmm.
1: It means, you know, there's so many ways of looking at it and experience it. So it's great that you have this podcast for us to explore it because what uh, an embodied life, looks like to one person might be completely different for somebody else right
0: oh yeah that's that's so important to acknowledge because we we so often fall into the the comparison trap
1: Mm. as well Mm -hmm.
0: um in that uh you know I was talking with a person the other day who was you know comparing their sort of self-care activities with their neighbors and Mm -hmm. saying well I should be able to you know run before work and run for this amount of time because my, you know, this person does it. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really, I think a trap of relying too much, maybe on our rational thinking or cognitive brain as well, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. instead of also being able to notice, res- listen to and respond to what we need or what our body is saying that, that mm-hmm. we need. Mm-hmm. I may have gone off on a bit of a tangent there no, but no, not uh, at all. <laughs> um and so I as I let you know Kelly um this these past few weeks I've been thinking um about the um the idea of balance mm. and and how that interplays with um living an embodied life and mm-hmm. and our well-being and um so you, knowing you were coming to chat with me today, um, you know, wanted to bring that into the conversation as well, mm-hmm. this whole idea of, um, of balance. And, um, so I'm, I'm, just curious what your thoughts are, uh, around that, you know, that concept in general of, of balance. What is that mm-hmm. a- about for
1: you? I feel like, um, balance is really this place of that calm center you know, this place where we feel most stable, secure, supported in ourselves, you know, where we feel confident, where we feel sovereign and self-aware, you know, it's that place of clarity. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, the sense of contentment, you know, we, um, we human beings, we have just so many needs and wants, we play so many roles, we have so many responsibilities, right? And I feel like, um, balance is really about, maybe finding ways to give time and energy to all the things that we have prioritized in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming, stressful, or out of alignment with who we are. And so Mm. it's, it's, it's a practice because that, that's, that's constantly shifting, right? Because, you know, the, you know, you know that saying the only constant in life is change, right? Things are constantly shifting and changing. So where I feel like, you know, balance itself is something that we practice. We're, tra- we're constantly trying to find ways right. to come back to this place of calm center. Right. Um, it's the,
0: a journey, not a destination. Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if we, I think if we have an expectation to sort of arrive at the destination of balance and then just be able to check that off our list of things to do, mm-hmm. we'll
1: probably get a little tripped up. Absolutely. And then, and then we fall into that trap of like, of, you know, spiraling because we feel like, oh, we can't maintain balance or we can't, you know, it's like, it's almost like, you know, the same pursuit of happiness, right? People think, oh, this, I'm going to do all these things and I'm going to become happy. But, you know, it's, Mm. it's one of those things too that we're, we're, it's a practice, right? You're constantly Mm -hmm. just trying to shift things in a way so that you can come back to this place of, of happiness. But I think happiness itself is also very um fleeting that's why I like to use this this notion of contentment right because it has a different flavor yeah I feel like it's a little it's a little bit deeper it's a little bit more Mm. because happiness can can shift it could be you know it's it's an emotion right so emotions can can be triggered by anything and can change in any Mm -hmm. moment but Mm -hmm. I feel like this notion of contentment um that's also connected with balance it's really um something that's a bit more Um, how do I describe this?
0: The sense I'm getting is that contentment could, from what you're saying, contentment can stay with us Mm. through a variety of emotions. Yes, yes, yes. Like we could go from happiness, sadness into fear, maybe, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. even anger Mm -hmm. and still be supported by contentment. Is that Mm -hmm. what you're...
1: I think so. so yeah. yeah, because I think you know contentment is more of a more of a general at ease of, with where we are mm. in life. You know where we mm. are at within ourselves, within our bodies, within our life, which mm-hmm. is which is where the balance piece comes in because we're we're trying mm. to find that place. Whereas mm-hmm. again, like you said, happiness, sadness, anger—those you know emotions can arise in any moment and like, and constantly mm-hmm. cycle through. Right. And that's always. And it's their nature to do that. Exactly. It's, right. Right. So I, I love, yeah, no, I'm no. Sorry. So go
0: ahead. <laughs> I was just reflecting. Uh, I really love what you have to say about contentment. Um, I know I couldn't help, but notice you had uh, three C's, right. You you talked about a, a calm center and clarity mm. and, and contentment. Um mm-hmm. Do you have any, anything more to add around, say, clarity?
1: Um, yeah, In terms I think.
0: of unpacking that a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think clarity, again, goes back to this whole self-awareness piece, right? Yeah, yeah. The more that we that we know ourselves, we know um, how we're feeling, uh, where those feelings might be arising from, you know, what could be triggering mm-hmm. things. Um, mm-hmm. The more we can see that about ourselves, that, that clarity, yes. then. Allows us to recognize it in the moment. It allows us to um, then have choice about what we do, like how we respond. Right, right. And that, you know, that, that, that choice of response can also help. You know, we can choose to come back into balance. We can choose to find that um, calm center. But it comes with this um, this clarity piece that, um, you know, it's just, it's one of those skills that we kind of have to develop. Yes, practice um, again. Rich. That's right. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's important to be able to 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 develop that 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 clarity, um, mm-hmm. and that self honesty, uh, coupled with self compassion, in order to be able to um, see where there is imbalance, see where there needs to be shifts. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What
0: I think is interesting in terms of what you say around contentment and how it's a you know a a steady presence perhaps Mm -hmm. in in our emotional landscape is very comparable to you know when I talk with people about the practice of of self-compassion I think there's a lot of similarities perhaps um but in that compassion is more of a you know that um that constant, um, constant tool that you can draw on in comparison to, say, self-esteem, which mm. can sometimes be a fair-weather friend, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it can often rely on comparison and, um, you know, rating better than others in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, so just that, um, I think it's helpful to think of Tools or um, ways of approaching or frameworks, I'm not quite coming up with the right word, but that are sort of always accessible. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. And it feels like this idea of balance, which that you've described, which I think is really beautiful the calm center, the clarity, and the contentment. It's something we can nurture to be with us through the ups and downs.
1: Mm-hmm. yes, yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, which I guess I, w- I was going to ask you next about the role balance plays in our well-being. Uh, and I think we've already dove into that quite a bit, but is there anything else you know that comes to mind for you when we think about balance and and the role it plays in our in our well-being?
1: Um, no, I mean, for sure, it's, it, it's, it's, it's super important. I think it's something we would all yeah. like to achieve. I mean, mm-hmm. so, you know, we don't always have the capacity to, to but I think we, we would like to achieve it, and we try to to strive towards it. Um, certainly, we, we all have many stressors in life that can make us yeah. feel unwell, unhappy. And while we can't always eliminate all those stresses completely, um, I think this notion of balance, um, finding ways to come back into centeredness, um, being able to balance what we do, well, what we need to do with mm-hmm. what brings us more enjoyment and fulfillment is really important towards our well-being because yeah. there are certain th- th- things that we have to do in life. We can't give up certain res- roles and responsibilities, but we need to be able to balance that out with, what are the things also that nourish us? What are the things that um, that really light our fires, that really, really get us going, that really um, excite us? Because that also has to be a motivating factor and a driving factor um, in life, right? So we yes. talk about work-life family balance, but also, you know, like just even our own life path balance. Like what are the, you know, work-life family, a lot of those are responsibilities, a lot of them are choices, but at the same time, like, what else? We're also more than that, right? Hmm. Hmm. And, and I think that is
0: like beautifully leading into the bringing spirituality into the conversation. Mm. And um, you know, uh, where where does balance come in? Come into that? Um, I I guess you know I've. Um, I often think of you when I think of spirituality mm. and balance and, and following, um, you know, that, that life path. And I just think you're, you're very sort of intentional and full of in- integrity. And so I guess I am, I would love to hear more about what that means to you in mm. terms of balance in a, in a spiritual path or life path.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess piggybacking off, off the last thoughts about you know yeah. we are far more than we think we are. We are mm. we are capable of far more than we realize, and so um, certainly a lot of us you know our lives are very centered around um, work, uh, family mm-hmm. life, um, you know our social lives, but even that like a lot of that takes up a lot of time and energy and it defines a lot of who we are, but Mm -hmm. it is not the totality of who we are. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I think the spiritual piece really, you know, nurturing the spiritual life um, really feeds into that, that that whole aspect of ourselves. You know, it really nourishes that, um, I guess that that vibrant being of ourselves that just has so much potential and has so much to give and experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, ultimately, I think we're if um, we need to be able to uh, experience. You know, depending on what your what your beliefs are, right. you know, right. whether or not this this life is is the only one we have, we still right. have this time and how are we going to maximize that you know Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. of course it seems very evocative of that beautiful quote from a mary oliver poem which i will massacre but how are you going to you know live this one glorious life Mm -hmm. that that you have right Mm -hmm. yeah and and so this idea of of um Balance in our and bringing in perhaps a, a, a spiritual lens to our pursuit of of balance and self care and well being, um, I think can help us. It can help us perhaps in um, tapping into that um, that mindful observer, right? Mm. That part of us that is looking to you know, see ourselves clearly and with compassion. Um, I think that that is something that a spiritual path can sometimes help us with.
1: Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the Mm -hmm. spiritual life and the spiritual path really um, helps us see with more clarity, again, this clarity piece, Um, all that we're capable of, right? And um, when you feel empowered, when you feel um, passionate about things in life, when you feel happy and content about pursuing certain things, that, that gives you more purpose. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it feeds into all the other aspects of your life, right? When you feel deeply nourished by certain things that you're pursuing or, or, or um, experiencing, that that right. feeds into your work life, that feeds into your, your, your family life, and it just enriches it. Right. You need to have and to that have, be- have a sense of purpose.
0: Right, artistic pursuits or some sort mm-hmm. of create anything that uh, probably allows creative expression, right? Absolutely, Maybe creative expression. Getting your hands dirty in the garden, or uh, you know, putting paint on a canvas, or mm-hmm. you know, doing some creative writing, or or cooking. whatever it is you can yeah. cooking, yeah, that you could lose yourself into for a bit, right? Mm-hmm. And really have that immersive. Experience, mm-hmm. yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, thank you for those, for those reflections. You're uh, welcome. We thank are, you for just, allowing me
1: to to, have to reflect on them.
0: <laughs> well, I just love what I wrote down. You know, as you said, we are far more than we think we are, which uh, I think is a really sort of exciting thing to contemplate, right? Mm. <laughs> where have I maybe limited my ideas of myself, right? Mm-hmm. Which um, can really, I think, help pull us out of balance when we have sort of a closed or limited view of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And actually, I think this is also maybe a good segue into something else I had you know, mentioned to you that I wanted to talk about which is something I've also been thinking about these past few weeks. And, um, cause I work a lot with people who really fall into the trap of black and white thinking, right. Mm. That either or mentality. Mm. And, um, I've been thinking about how, um, you know, I think this habit, which is really prevalent in our, you know, our Western culture, um, I certainly see it in in people who are struggling with their relationship with their body or their relationship mm-hmm. with food. Like we we tend to, you know, think of food as either it's either good or it's bad or mm-hmm. um our you know, our bodies are either um fat therefore bad or thin therefore good and mm-hmm. have a hard time seeing the you know, the shades of gray in mm-hmm. between and i th- i think that this predisposition we have or this bad habit that we tend to have for that black and white thinking um can really contribute to throwing us out of balance mm. um, i guess an example i've been thinking of is perhaps with work mm. that if our if we fall into the trap of thinking that you know i'm either you know, the super hardworking, major, overtime-driven employee, right, or I'm just, uh, you know, lazy or demotivated, bad employee, right, mm-hmm. if I fall into that trap of thinking those are my two choices, um, it would be easy then to feel guilty for trying to create some some work life balance does that mm-hmm. does that make sense I don't know uh-huh. Just kind of pulling mm-hmm. that over I'm just mm-hmm. wondering what your thoughts are around black and white thinking if that's I certainly that understand
1: noticed. that concept and, and, and how that um I've you know even experienced it myself you know at certain mm-hmm. points in my life for sure oh, I so. think
0: we all do right mm-hmm. I think it's something that does happen but I mm-hmm. think it, we can just fall into it it can become I think a really unhelpful habit
1: absolutely um, but it's interesting that you talk about, like, you know, this black and white thinking, right, this good and bad, these, these extremes, yeah. because um, I haven't mentioned this um, yet, but you certainly are aware of this. But um, I've been recently in the past couple of years, uh, been studying, exploring, I guess, um, learning more about um, my own ancestral I guess, my own ancestry, so my own Chinese yeah. ancestry, right, so in terms right. of spiritual path. So
0: yeah. um,
1: I've been looking into the wisdom traditions of my Chinese ancestry, so I've been mm-hmm. um, kind of dabbling and, and, and poking around Taoism, um, learning about the right. dao, um, playing with uh, meditation and, and qigong and tai chi and whatnot. So this black and white thinking, I think, Has recently, my understanding is it has recently shifted as I contemplate um, uh, what I'm learning in these traditions. Pardon me. Right. It has shifted for you, or yes, it's shifted. My understanding of 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 it has shifted as I've kind of explored um, some of these teachings and these wisdom traditions. And so when I think about black and white, I think about this whole you know the yin yang. Okay. You know the symbol of the yin yang. Yes. where it's like this um two halves of the whole there's the black mm-hmm. with the white dot knit mm-hmm. and then the white side with the black and they're constantly shifting and turning into each other right but they're not two halves of one whole they they, they bleed into one another and they complement okay. each other and and ah. there's no association with black and white good or bad gotcha they are a spectrum they are like a it's a symbol to encompass or to represent a a whole a totality, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. two different polar energies, I guess. So, right. The interesting thing about I think about about the yin yang symbol is that it's not a half. It's not it's not like two sides of a coin, one another. Right. Right. They play with they they play off each other, and if you look at the symbol itself, you know s- some aspects of it is more, I guess, thick. Say the the, you know block the 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 shadow or or the the feminine however you want to see it Mm
0: -hmm. is more
1: pronounced, but there's still a sliver an aspect of the other within it, and I think this this the simple and then you know as some of that energy waxes or wanes, so the other energy comes in and and, and complements it and fills it in, so it's constantly this cycle right, and I think. Contemplating that energy, that dynamic has helped me move away from this one or the other, um, this, this extreme, yes. because there is a gradation in life. There is a right. constant changing shift. And I think um, that understanding, understanding that things are constantly ebbing and flowing with this self-compassion piece helps me personally get out of this this trap of, 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 of extremes because then I start to understand that things are constantly changing. There's no mm-hmm. absolutes. There's no um, – um, if I have been doing this one thing in my routine and all of a sudden I have stopped doing it for some reason, that I'm a mm-hmm. failure, there's no – you know what I mean? There's no mm-hmm. – it's just um oh my, sorry, is it that to...
0: well i what i wanted to complete for you in that sentence was no self-recrimination perhaps mm-hmm. or when you acknowledge that this thing has
1: shifted for me mm-hmm. and that you know it's just you no know, there's, there's circumstances surrounding everything you know there's yeah.
0: yeah you know that's right we are people in context
1: that's right so, yeah. you know, just because we, 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 we make a decision or we do something, um, we can't judge ourselves on it. We can't say, oh no, this is, I'm doing something bad now. Like we have to understand, okay, what has changed that? Sh- what has caused that shift?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why are we moving into this type of behavior or thinking, mm-hmm. um, have some compassion around that and then see whether or not we can rebalance ourselves, I guess. Mm-hmm if that makes any sense. Well,
0: it really does. And my mind is going back to my example, say around food and mm-hmm. the trap of categorizing some food as bad and some food as good. And, you know, often the work we do when we are, you know, encouraging a health at every size or, or weight neutral approach to health and well being, we look to encourage sort of you know divesting food of morality (laughs) Mm, yes and um but that doesn't mean we don't recognize that you know some foods are perhaps more nutrient rich than others right maybe in some foods um you know when eaten consistently are are more health promoting than others you know Mm -hmm. some maybe fiber that our body needs or vitamins so that so thinking of the this constructor way of a way of approaching it that you're describing with the yin and the yang if I took say a a donut which might you know somebody might put into that bad food category but I you know recognize that it may not be the most nutrient-rich health-supporting food in the world but it is food that will that
1: will provide nourishment and energy, right? So, and in some way, right? So, like you know, for right. example, the donut, right? right. It might it might not be in that moment, you know, the most exactly the most um, nutrient dense <laughs> or healthiest of choices, but it's serving a purpose in the moment, right? If it's yes. providing some form of yeah enjoyment, en- too. enjoyment <laughs> Let's exactly. not
0: that. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. That we ha- we can acknowledge that, or if okay. it's a if choosing type of that food is a symptom of something else, we can have some awareness around that, right? Right. And if that, and that some, choice we shouldn't also be judging. Having some awareness around why we're right. maybe gravitating towards certain foods. Um, right. right.
0: Because that can, you know, many of us are very aware of a cycle that can happen. Say I might choose a, a donut because it tastes good and I find it comforting and I'm feeling sad. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if I then go into that self-recrimination piece because I decide I've eaten a eaten bad food and therefore I'm bad, that's just going to create more feelings of right. sadness and upset and shame, and then we may then you know need to comfort ourselves yet further. Right. Um, whereas, however, now. To- right. Yeah. Go ahead. Recognize yeah. no, yeah. Recognize that this is what what is happening, and instead, you know, allow ourselves that comfort. Um, we can then let you know let the
1: let the choice, the food choice, do what you know we had wanted it to do, in a sense, right. And at the same time, if we recognize that that food now is a is 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 a, is a thing to comfort us we can also then make other choices what other things can we now use as comfort that's not free.
0: that's right expand those that that toolbox which is often what i'm you know talking uh, with people i'm working with right how can we expand Mm -hmm. that Mm self-care toolbox so that's i think allowing that piece of the opposite like when you think of the polarity and you talk about the yin yang with the mm-hmm. you know the the dot in the center that pulls the opposite in mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's making sense so mm-hmm. uh, yeah um I'm not expressing it as beautifully as you did but it's really helpful to think about
1: and I'm not I'm not even sure I'm really fully ex- trying to express uh how I'm it's feeling it's an about exploration it but really. yeah that's right and right. I but I think it's just this, this idea that there's there's something else in there. That, you know, it's just, right. it's not just, we can't just judge things for what it is. There, there, there are other things at play that we need to kind of explore around it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and again, that's, I can think that's where that self-awareness and self-compassion piece comes in that we can do yeah. that, um, that work.
0: Absolutely.
1: Wow. Well, you've sure given me a lot to think about
0: here as usual. <laughs> It's just uh, always um, really great to have a conversation with you. But I, I guess before we wind up, I just wanted to check to see if there's anything else you wanted to say about that. I I don't want to cut you off. Um,
1: I think we definitely t- touched on most of the things yeah. that I was I was yeah. thinking about. Yeah. Okay. Certainly, a lot of food for thought, and I'm I'm going to definitely yes. continue to 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 consider these things, these these mm-hmm. wonderful things that we're talking about. But
0: mm-hmm. well, maybe we can have some follow up conversations. Mm,
1: that'd be lovely.
0: <laughs> just plant that that little seed. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, I guess you know, Kelly. As as always, it's just so delightful to speak with you. Um, you are indeed a lifelong learner. And, um, you know, when I speak with you, I, I feel, you know, motivated to continue learning and growing myself. So thank you so much for your time today and coming and participating in this little project of mine. It's really so appreciated. And, um, I'm, I'm wondering as as we're signing off. Uh, certainly, we'll have information about you in the in the episode description with links and things like that. But if you want to let people know um, b- before we say goodbye, how how they might connect with you and the spaces and places you are available on the internet
1: sure i can definitely do that definitely want before i do that i do i do want to also thank you as well sydney for inviting me and and uh, allowing me the opportunity to chat with you about these really um important and interesting Mm -hmm. interesting things i've definitely been following your work around um body sovereignty and body acceptance and i think it's just just really beautiful work that you do in the world so i'm so delighted that i've been able to help support your projects um As for myself, um, you know, I've been setting up small spaces recently um, on the web to kind of jot down some of my thoughts around um, some of the things I'm learning with the Tao or with Mm -hmm. um, Qigong or Tai Chi or or any of that, any of those things that I'm kind of poking around. So um, Mm. I have a website, which is just really a a little blog that I've started um, called uh, Weaver Girl Ways.
0: Mm, right.
1: So it's weavergirlways.com and as well on Instagram weavergirlways and it's really about um, weaving just exploring the ways in which I'm weaving together all the strands within my life, you know, the spiritual, right. the family, the um, right. the work, the creative stuff. How, mm-hmm. you know, all the ways that that's uh, that's coming together. So mm-hmm. you can definitely find me there. Mm. Mm-hmm
0: thank you like yes we will definitely have those links in the in the description so that um folks can track you down and and hear some of your thoughts as you're weaving your way through um you know all of life really right, mm-hmm. and, mm, that's and, right. and uh learning and um experiencing and and integrating mm-hmm. um just uh, really uh a fabulous inspiration for um embodiment and um really being thoughtful and, and intentional on on how we bring balance into our life and embracing well-being. So thank you again, Kelly, for coming and talking with me and um, you know, keep well and hopefully we'll talk again
1: soon. Thank you, Sydney. You as well. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Take care. Thank you, you too.
0: Well, I enjoyed that conversation very much, and I hope you did too. There is so much I'm going to continue to reflect on, including how Kelly broke down the idea of balance into calm center, clarity, and contentment. I especially love how contentment might be a more helpful experience of life to pursue than perhaps this idea of of a constant happiness, which we know is just not a reasonable expectation in life. And Kelly's thoughts on how the philosophy of yin and yang can help us navigate black and white thinking To help us move beyond the idea that there are only two possibilities of experience by showing us the nature of cycle within opposing experiences. We remember the only constant is change and move away from the idea of absolutes. We accept that everything is in context and invite compassion into all our experiences and interactions. And that brings our time together to an end. Thank you for joining me today. Feel free to reach out to me via my website, GaiaTherapy.net, or sign up for my newsletter. Links to both are in the episode description. Until next time, may you experience your body as safe, sacred, and sovereign space.